0: Section 24 of Nuggets of the New Thought by William Walker Atkinson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Let us have faith. Faith necessary in every human undertaking. You have faith in man, but are afraid to trust God. The universe, if governed by law, the law is in operation everywhere. Don't be afraid. You are a part of the plan, fall in with the law, have faith, have faith. When you take a journey by rail, you step into the car, settle yourself, take out a book and read, and give little or no thought to the engine or engineer in charge of the train. You go rushing across the country at the rate of 50 miles an hour, with no thought of possible disaster or accident and for the time forgetting that there is such a person in existence as the engineer. You have absolute faith in the careful management of the road and in the intelligence of the man who has been placed in the engine. The lives of yourself and hundreds of fellow passengers are practically in the hands of one man, and that man is a stranger to you you have never seen him you know nothing of his qualifications you only know that the management has picked him out to safely conduct you across the country you take a steamship to europe and place yourselves in the hands of a few men who are total strangers to you you stake your life on their skill judgment and intelligence You feel that they would not be where they are unless the management of the line consider them competent. It is all a matter of trust, of confidence. The same thing is true when you take your seat on a trolley car or on the elevated railroad or even in a stage coach or a private carriage. In each case, you place yourself in the charge of another person in whom you have a certain amount of confidence although he may be comparatively or wholly unknown to you you place your wealth in a bank having confidence in its management you have business dealings with men whom you scarcely know trusting to their honesty of purpose in every transaction in life you are compelled to have confidence in people your lawyer Your physician, your grocer, your clerks are all taken on faith. One cannot get away from it. If confidence were destroyed, the wheels of modern life would stop in a minute. The so-called hard-headed practical man may sneer at faith, but it underlies every manifestation of the life of his civilization man has faith and confidence in man but is afraid to trust god he looks about him and sees millions of worlds each in its appointed place each revolving in its own orbit he has faith that at a certain time each world will be in a certain position which position may be calculated centuries in advance but he lacks faith in the power that created these worlds and keeps them in their places. He has faith in certain laws, but he doubts the existence of the law maker. He sees the wondrous manifestation of life in great and small. He takes advantage of the telescope and the microscope and explores new regions and finds the law in operation everywhere. But he doubts the existence of the great law which governs his life, his incomings and his outgoings, his great deeds and his petty acts. He fails to realize the truth of the saying that the hairs on his head are numbered and that not a sparrow may fall unnoticed. He seems to think that if there is a God, he must have made the world and then ran away and left it to take care of itself he fails to see that the law must govern man's life as it governs the unfolding of the leaf the development of the lily he fails to see that law is in full operation within him as well as without him he fails to see that as he opposes the operation of law pain comes by reason of the friction He fails to see that the only true philosophy is that which teaches one to fall in with the operations of law and to let it work in him and through him. Do you think for a moment that God does not know what he is about? Do you doubt the supreme intelligence which knows all things and is conscious of all things? Do you doubt the supreme power which manifests itself in all forms of power? Do you doubt the universal presence which is in all places at all times? Do you suppose that the manifestation is everything and the manifester nothing? Poor man? Either the universe is without law, without meaning, without reason, or it is the manifestation of supreme and an infinite reason. Either it is the work of a demon who sits somewhere and grins and glouts over our misfortunes, our trials, our troubles, our pain, our follies, or it is the work of an all-knowing, all-powerful, all-present, intelligence-power-presence, which has taken into consideration everything within the universe down to the tiniest thing down to the merest detail and if this last be true then everything that happens must be in accordance with law everything that happens to us must be the very best thing that could happen to us at that particular time and that particular place things are not run by blind chains there is law under everything everything has some connection with every other thing every person has a relationship with every other person all is one the manifestations are varied but there is but one reality there is a great plan underlying all life and life itself is in accordance with that plan nothing ever happens every occurrence has a bearing on every other occurrence chance has no part in the plan everything is in accord with well-ordered laws there is always an end in view in every thought word or act we are constantly being used for the benefit of the whole there is no escape and when we get to know we cease to wish to escape he who understands not law is constantly struggling, striving, fighting, and contending against it, and producing friction, he feels pain. He who understands something of law, ceases to contend against it, he lets it work through him, and is carried along with a mighty force, doing each day the best he knows how, expressing himself in the best possible manner, sailing to the right and to the left, with the wind and against the wind, but still being borne on by the mighty current and resisting it not. He enjoys every mile of the journey, seeing new sights and hearing new sounds, moving on ever. He who understands not, rebels at being swept along. He wishes to stay where he is, but there is no such thing as staying, life is motion, life is growth if you prefer to pull against the tide to row upstream by all means do so after a while you will grow tired and weary and will rest on your oars then you will find that you are moving on just the same toward the unknown seas and you will find that it is much easier work rowing or sailing with the current or from one side of the river to another, than to attempt to stay in the same place or to pull up the stream. All this fretting, all this worrying, all this contention and strife comes from a lack of faith. We may assert fervently that we know that all is good and that all is best for us, etc., etc., but have we enough faith to manifest it in our lives? See how we endeavor to tie onto things, people, and environments. How we resist the steady pressure that is tearing us loose, often with pain, from the places to which we have wished to stay fastened like a barnacle. The life force is back of us, urging us along, pushing us along, and move we must, the process of growth development and unfoldment is going on steadily what's the use of attempting to resist it you are no more than a water bug on the surface of the river you may dart here and there and apparently are running things to suit yourself without reference to the current but all the time you are moving along with it the water bug plan is all right just so long as we do not attempt To stop the current or to swim right against it when we try this we find out very quickly that the current has something to say about it and before long we get so tired that we are willing to fall in with the law behind the current and yet even the opposition is good for it teaches us that the current is there we gain by experience the new thought does not teach people to stem the current or to swim upstream, although some teachers and some students seem to be of that opinion. On the contrary, the real new thought teaches us of the existence of the stream and that it is moving steadily toward the sea of good. It teaches us how to fall in with it and be borne further along, instead of attempting to hold back, and become barnacles, or to try to push back up the stream. It also teaches us to live in the now, to enjoy the darting backward and forward over the face of the waters. It also tells us of the direction in which the current is moving, that we may move along that way, without wasting our energies in trying to go the other. It teaches us cooperation with law instead of opposition to it why do we not have faith why do we not see the great plan behind it all why do we not recognize law as we have seen we place our confidence in the engineer of the train the pilot the captain the coach driver and the other guiding hands and yet we hesitate to trust ourselves in the hands of the infinite. Of course, it makes no difference to the infinite whether or not we repose trust in it. It moves along just the same, guiding and directing, steering and regulating speed. It minds not our doubts and obstructions any more than does the great driving wheel mind the fly who is perched upon it and who does not like the movement and attempts to stop it by spreading out its wings and buzzing. The great wheel of the universe is moving around steadily and mightily, let us go with it, and while we are going let us spare ourselves the trouble and folly of the buzzing wing-spreading business." let us part with fear and worry let us cease our imagining that we can run the universe better than the engineer who has his hand on the throttle let us cease imagining that god needs advice on the subject let us stop this folly of saying poor god with no one to help him run things let us trust the engineer let us have faith let us have faith. End of section 24